Castro and you're watching Leaders with a Mission. And today I have someone who you must meet. Her name is Dr. Panway and let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Panway Gibson makes going green cool, practical, and profitable. After founding and scaling a network of highly successful schools, she dove into the business world where she started, led, and scaled more than 20 successful companies. Through Echo Tech Visions, she guides entrepreneurs to grow green manufacturing in Miami. Throughout her career, Panwood has tremendous success in designing effective organization models for rapid growth. She has participated in several White House briefings as expert in green tech and sustainable business development. And with you, Dr. Panwood. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here and you know taking time to speak with us and to share with us. I remember the first time I met you, um, we were actually filming for um, a speaker opportunity and I learned a lot from that from that speaking opportunity that you were sharing with us. You were teaching about, you know, different models for business mm-hmm. and it was so insightful. And kind of like, as we were talking, I, I made a remark, like, I guess you really like going to school because, <laughs> oh my goodness, my lady, I'm so impressed. Thank you. I, I think I like learning um, and I like learning in all areas of life. So I have a personal trainer for my body. I have two. Um, so I think I just, it's laziness, right? So you hire a personal trainer so you don't have to think about all of the movements that you have to do. And you hire professors and you go to the foremost places of thought so that you can make sure that they're pouring into you the right information. My mother says that you could learn it just as easily by just going checking out the books at the library. But I'm lazy. So I, I go to the school and I let the professor pick the books. Beautiful. So share with us, how are you infusing all this growth in our community because I think that one of the things that really impressed me when I met you was that you were really interested in shifted minds and renewing kids uh, with innovation. Mm-hmm. Share with me how how you started doing this. Uh, so Ecotech started as an opportunity to grow green tech in South Florida. Um, we first started with a 2,000 square foot facility. It cost $200,000 to build out um, and make into this first prototyping facility um, because nobody knew what I was talking about. I just decided to build it out and do it myself. Um, and within six months, we had 16 companies. Um, and that's unheard of in the Miami co-working space and the co-working ecosystem here. So we got a lot of press, um, the Miami Herald, Huffington Post, um, NPR, so on and so forth. And from that, we got our first investor. The investor invested $2 million, $1.5 for a facility and $500,000 cash. Um, And we also got private money, uh, public dollars to go in um, and to begin to build out the facility. Um, From there, we got this 20,000 square foot facility. The next year, we got another 30,000 square feet. So we were finally able to build out the model um, as of December this year, um, 20, well, I guess last year, 2017. Um, So three years in the making, The goal of Ecotech is to create jobs, sustain communities, and protect the planet. Um, And we do that through programming. So our first layer is that we provide opportunities for entrepreneurs. We're a co-working space, um, but different from any co-working space, um, rather than just giving entrepreneurs desks, we also give them access to equipment. 
We also give them access to um, expertise in the technical fields of coding, um, engineering, um, supply chain development, and distribution if they're looking at consumer products. Um, so huge opportunity for entrepreneurs to scale businesses here in Miami. The next layer of what we do is around the human capital training. So um, first, firms need to exist, right? Big companies that can do things like um, make utensils out of potato, one of our companies, Earthware, um, or um, Andromeda District that does living wall installations, right? Um, so first they need to scale, get those big contracts, but the immediate thing they need next is workforce. Um, so we actually do training programs um, to provide opportunities for the workforce through our not-for-profit um, so that we can feed um, people into those companies. And then the the final layer of what we're doing is you have the entrepreneurs and you have the team to build out. You need to have a place to live. Um, so That's we important. Do, right? <laughs> so we do land development and we actually build out houses in the inner city to help um, repopulate some of the, um, the areas, the infill housing areas that exist in Miami. That's awesome. Um, something that impressed me was that you have worked with the White House, at least in the previous administration, mm -hmm. um, on implementing plans to sustainability. Mm -hmm. And why is this so important to you and how was your experience? Oh, well, first of all, just going to the White House is an amazing experience. It's something that I'll never forget. Um, and really looking at how we in South Florida can aid and really lead um, the global movement towards addressing climate change and sea level rise. Um, I think um, it's a non-bipartisan issue. Um, so particularly here in South Florida, you'll have Republicans, Democrats, Green, whoever, everybody really aware that um, we have a tourism economy. We live between the Everglades. I'm coming from a farm this morning, um, the Redlands and uh, Miami Beach, where you uh, we're surrounded by nature and we understand the value of that. One of the first companies that came to me was um, my banker. I'm sitting there trying to set up a bank account for Ecotech. Um, and he's like, come here, come here. He introduces me to another banker there who started a solar powered beach umbrella company. What? Right? So beach umbrellas with an outlet for you to plug your phone into. How do you power them solar power? So people are always like, well, what is green tech? That is green tech. And that is why Miami is the best place to have it because entrepreneurs here are already thinking that just because of the type of climate, the world that we live in. Um, and so huge opportunity to do amazing things. Um, another thing was that we, when we actually met was um, that you were teaching, you're very adamant about teaching about creating not only goods and products, but also creating good for the world. And something yes. that is really driving a lot of new enterprises. Yes. So at Ecotech, um, one of the reasons that I was down in the Redlands, they have a, um, a, a company there that is really pushing um, locavores. So hashtag locavore. Um, and what that means is Forget the vegan movement, forget the keto movement. It really is about how do you create both economic and physical well-being through one activity, which is buying local. 
right? Um, and so it really is a framework. I think that's what we're focused on at Ecotech. If we're talking about carbon footprint, of course you can buy sustainable utensils from anywhere, but why wouldn't you buy them from your local provider who's right next to you, who's producing the product and creating the jobs right in your own backyard? That's what Earthware is doing. Why wouldn't you buy plants from Andromeda District and do your living wall installation right it's, here it's, from a local you know, it's framework? It's feeding our own economy. It's exactly. not driving... Exactly. And if you knew most of the produce, more than 90% that's produced right here in South Florida goes right out the state. We don't ever get to consume it. We don't ever get to um, engage with the, the things that we live around every day. Um, and so what we're about is really bringing that reality into people's homes and awareness. Uh, we have a farmer symposium that starts on October 13th. Uh, we have the kickoff on October 20th, um, so it's going to be a huge symposium every Friday starting in October at Ecotech that allows different local vendors um, to be able to display, sell, and gain traction. Um, we're doing that to really build up to two major initiatives that we have. Um, the first one is an event that we're having during Art Basel. So on December 7th, we're doing a launch event on the beach of a project that we plan to unveil, which is an AR VR mural project. Mm -hmm. Started out of some research at MIT. There's art as one of our companies. There are already um, a couple of murals in Miami, one in Wynwood, um, 20 at Ecotech um, that you can come and see that are absolutely incredible. Um, and what you see from AR is that you look at this mural and it's a parrotfish, right? And you're familiar with Pokemon Go, right? Yeah. The Easter egg framework, yeah. right? So, you know, you go in, there's a puzzle and you click on it. So you look at this mural and you put your phone up to it and you create a, it, it's a cartoon interface. So you press one button and it's the world as if, um, if we do nothing about climate change. So the bone falls out of the parrotfish, it dies, it's like a horrible reality, right? Um, and then you click on the other button and the Easter egg appears and there's an opportunity to engage and it's the utopic future um, as if we, if we do everything we're supposed to do right. And right behind that is our campaign called One Million Actions. Um, you can find it on Instagram. Um, the One Million Actions campaign is really an opportunity for people to engage with um, these opportunities around um, buying local. So for example, there's Kadali that's near us. It's an all natural facial skincare product um, that's right located in Aventura Mall. So you click on one of the um, the mural aids at Ecotech and you might be alerted to Kadali that's right down the street or Earthware or and so consumers now can engage nice. with the things that are valuable to them and we can stamp out replication in the industry so we can build traction to grow because a lot of times people don't know what other people are doing. They think they have this bright idea to do something and they don't know there are four different organizations that are doing beach cleanup. So maybe the four different organizations who are doing beach cleanup could get, could get together and work together and do a, a massive demonstration and think of the impact that that could have. So those are the things that we want to influence with the app project that we're launching during Art Basel. Um, we'll be painting the lifeguard stands on the beach um, to, uh, and then creating the vignettes in between them with AR. Um, from there, we have a huge launch event in April 2019. That's our annual event, um, which is really a hackathon where we engage larger companies um, to 
really start to hack and address climate change and sea level rise through coding, through murals, through art. So getting together these unlikely groups, artists, engineers, designers, mechanics, right? The blue collar to the green, green collar and, and putting our minds together to address something that affects all of our lives. Like how do we have clean drinking water into um, the next hundred years? How do we think through trash and waste management? In Miami-Dade County, the landfill slated to fill up in the next five years and they have no idea what to do with the waste. Who's thinking about that problem? What are some solutions? So great solutions yeah. that affect us on a daily basis. And our model is green for green. So you come up with a solution. The solution can also create opportunities for employment around you, for your family it's to funny. thrive and survive. It's, it's green. It's creating green in the world for green in your pocket. So. Exactly. exactly. So why not? It's a perfect marriage. <laughs> yes. So I see a lot of leadership in everything that you're saying. It's, there's a lot of you know going first, making an impact and influencing the world. So what is your personal definition of leadership? Oh gosh, um, my personal definition of leadership is constantly changing. Um, right now, leadership is about teaming. So I, I've, I, I've gotten to a point, I, I think all entrepreneurs go through this wave where um, you really have to build the right team of people around you. Um, people who share the vision and who are willing to um, move forward. And, and right now, leadership looks like teaming for me, like having the right people that we can move together and shift in our role in the moment, you know, um, better than anyone that you've got to have people around you. I, your daughter was here as the photographer. So really arming other people to um, to access their best skills and their best opportunities. is yeah, and, and, and leadership is about gratitude and contribution to other people. I mean, um, the, the kind of people that I have access to every day that contribute to my life, it's always about like, okay, what can we give back? How can we help build them up? How can we create um, a better work environment? You know, the other day we're skating, rollerblading through the building. Got a huge facility. So. I mean, it's, it's another way to like get tone. It's like, why not? <laughs> More opportunities. We're in Miami, right? Yeah, exactly. But just really allowing people to be creative and free and express themselves, um, and allowing the team to um, to lead at different at different moments, and, and being comfortable stepping back and watching that occur. That's gorgeous. And what kind of impact do you want to create? Like ultimately, what's your ultimate goal? Oh. Um, people say that I might be a little naive, but I really believe that we could see an oxygen surplus planet. So we created a carbon increase. We could easily create an oxygen surplus. And I've, I believe that it could be done through the markets. I believe that research shows that millennials and the generation behind us is more interested in spending their dollars in ventures that are social ventures. They don't just want to buy a coffee cup. They want it. I mean, in four days, millennials got straws banned. Okay. So when we put our minds to something, yes. we could do something incredible. Here's the problem. Who's created the replacement product? So everybody's scrambling to get those contracts to, to push in the replacement product when all we have to do is really think through, like, what does it take to get the action? So I'm, in, I'm excited about innovation. I think that um, there's some amazing things that are going to happen, and I'm just happy to be a part of them. Beautiful. And I want to ask you one thing, because 
when I find people like you who are just so full of new information and ideas and moving the planet and the people forward, I wonder who are your mentors? Mm -hmm. I wonder what books do you read? I wonder mm -hmm. what is filling your cup? Oh, gosh. So there are so many incredible people around me. I mean, literally, I no, I walk through my office and I'm like, oh, that's my uncle. Oh, that's my big sister. Oh, that's my cousin. Like, literally, we're like a family in the office. And it's so exciting that the, the, oh, this is my managing director is not enough of a title to explain the depths of what we are able to accomplish and produce for each other. Um, So I just I have so many mentors and so Give many me your supporters. Top three. That's it. Come That's on. gonna be well. Or like books that have me. So my top mentor is uh, and the person who I think is is my waist shower. My the people. Um, my grandfather was the first black regional director for the IRS for the entire Midwest region, and his wife, my grandmother, and her sister worked on the Manhattan Project, which was the founding of Atomic Energy. So all these lights we have around us, every time I look up, it's like okay, my grandparents are here. They're in the room, and. Um, Even as a college student, my grandfather was my best friend. So my friends knew if they wanted to come see me, we, I'd be sitting around the table at their house um, talking and um, really my way shore in life. Um, in my office, there's a picture of my grandfather and right next to him is a picture of Ida B. Wells, um, Ida B. Wells Barnett. Um, incredible woman um, in her teens left home to take care of her family, wrote the lynch letter to really bring attention to injustices in the South and America, um, was a hundred years before Rosa Parks fought and won a lawsuit to integrate trains, um, refusing to deal with injustice yes. at any level yes. while innovating and writing and being an entrepreneur. So um, I tend to um, look up to something that is um, non-physical so I you know I have my spiritual, spiritual beliefs um, but the people who have been able to um, accomplish um, critical successes in um, multiple different levels of life so their personal health and well-being their family um, their professional goals their educational attainment um, I believe there's seven areas of life and it's our responsibility to sort of build on all of those um, with that said I, there's a book club that meets out of Ecotech and, and the last book they read was um, The Girl Who Smiled Beads which um, I have the pleasure of knowing the author Clementine through um, a mutual friend and amazing, amazing read about a millennial young woman's journey um, from a middle-class lifestyle to um, fleeing a war-torn country. She's from Rwanda, so it's about her journey from Rwanda through um, six countries or so um, until she made it to America and Chicago and, and the, the experiences she went through um, in that journey help us with um, some of our first world problems to realize like, you know, it's, it's really not that bad. We're not ducking under the bed with 12 year old soldiers outside with machine guns really uprooting your life that The opportunities that we have here in America are tremendous, um, and that's why everybody wants to come here and everybody wants to be here. I'm seven generations black American and just proud to be from one of the greatest countries on the planet. Um, and reading books like that really helped to frame the opportunity because I think sometimes people forget. 
Um, we take it for granted. Yeah, we, we, we forget that we are poised and in the best position. And I would say in Miami in particular, because we've got the diversity, we've got access to the ports. I mean, who doesn't want to be in Miami, right? Um, we, <laughs> we really are in position to change the world. And that's a, it's, it's a huge responsibility and it's a huge honor. And it's a huge opportunity. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to invite people to kind of like find out where they can connect with you. So could you please share with us where can they find you? Of course, um, my Instagram is Dr. Dr. Pondway Gibson. So Pondway is P-A-N-D-W-E, Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N. So at Dr. Pondway Gibson. Um, the website for Ecotech is ecotechvisions.com. Um, we also have a foundation, which is ETV, Ecotech Visions, uh, foundation.com. Um, and you can find out more about us, our locations, the farmer's market that launches on um, October 13th. The Farmer's Symposium has a separate website. It's um, farmersinthegarden.com. Um, and there's just a lot of amazing things. So just follow sustainability. You're going to see the murals and the AR apps around the city. Play with them. And um, our goal is really within the next three to five years to have a cohesive, sustainable community here in South Florida and then throughout the Midwest and the South Southern region. So we're going to replicate. I love it. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. So if you are looking to make a bigger impact in the world by using the power of video, I'm going to invite you to visit us at fourproductions.com where if you subscribe, you'll receive weekly updates on how to magnify your voice with the power of video. Till next time.